back to the Music Bar Podcast and welcome to Dan. This is episode 40. Episode 40. Chris, we yep. made it to 40 episodes. Yep, We're nearly going. our age. We're doing well. Doing well. I know. <laughs> yes. Oh, dear, 40. Wow, fantastic. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, like, impressed. I remember when we did episode 14 and stuff like that and thought that was... Hey, we made oh, episode two. Oh. The old days. Remember that? The old days. <laughs> when we were actually in the same room together. I know, I know. Oh, how, how our lives have just changed. Isn't that funny, hey? I know, crazy, 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 crazy. Um, mm, isn't that funny? How's your week been? My week has been really, really, really good. I am in the process of cleaning up my garage. So I don't have the little backdrop behind me anymore. I'm going to get rid of it. But I'm cleaning up my garage and I'm going to clean up my office here. And it's going to be a nicer working space. That's what I'm trying to do. Anyway, I'm getting rid of the clutter, Chris. How about you, mate? How's you, how's you going? Um, we're still trying to find a place to live. Oh, my goodness. Our house is still packed. It's how many dry. months is how many months is this now? Uh, two, pretty two, two and a bit, three maybe. Oh, it feels longer. It feels longer. It just seems feel longer like for you. Yeah, it does. Oh, anyway. But it is what it is. Oh. Um, um, we've applied for a few. We'll see how we go, and yeah, yeah hopefully we'll put our house on the market soon. Oh, so, yeah. one can only hope, mate. One can only hope. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's kick off today. We're both. This is a Wednesday. And it's what uh, twelve o'clock, and we are public holiday. That's why we're both at home. I um, know oh, we're both at home, and we're yeah. It's it's a rare time that we are both not at work. Yeah, normally we're both God. in middle middle of the day, pretty much. But yeah, um, sad news I for the world. Got, oh dear, yeah, sad news for the world. We I got to work yesterday morning at a, at about six a.m. and our news reader because I work in radio. And yep. newsreader said, oh, breaking news, Olivia Newton-John has died. Yeah, and I found I, out from um, my partner texted me in the morning because I was already at work as well at six. So, yeah, I found out from mm. her texting me saying that he shared died. Mm. And it's, the reaction's been pretty incredible. It's um, one of the biggest reactions I've seen to a music artist dying. Um, and it was, she had an incredible, Olivia Newton-John had an incredible effect on people all around the world. they And it's a multi-generational thing. People who were in the 70s who followed her when she was a country pop crossover star. Yeah. Then she got into Greece in 1978, which was massive. And it wasn't... Greece is not just a film that oh, was popular in its time and now no one cares anymore. People still love that film and generations mm. of kids still love it. And Theatres and everything are still putting on productions of Greece, and you know the John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John are kind of like the the basis of what you base the characters of Sandy and and Danny on. Um, and then she had a few more pop hits, and you don't believe how many hits she had. You know, like Physical was a huge hit all over the world. All those songs from Greece were huge hits, even before Xanadu. Greece. Um, yeah. Yeah, Xanadu. Xanadu, even though the movie was a flop, the, the albums and the, the soundtrack was a hit. Um, yep. But in the 70s, her songs like um, her version of Peter Allen's I Honestly Love You, massive hit. Mm. Um, she did Bob Dylan's If Not For You, great hit, you know. Um, and then and then in the 90s, she um, developed breast cancer and she decided 
to use her, I suppose, her influence, her wealth, to try and make things better for other people. And she opened uh, the Olivia Newton-John Wellness Centre at the Melbourne Hospital, and she just touched so many people in that way. And I, I've got friends of mine who interviewed her on radio and things like that, and they had nothing but good things to say about her, nothing. But she made me, like my mate said, I was so nervous, and she made me feel so relaxed. Yeah. You know, she, class, grace, dignity, the whole thing, that smile, that million dollar yeah. smile that she had. And yeah, look, I can just tell by the reaction and around the world, look, look, I saw it today. There's a literally nearly every rock star in the world met her. It was mm. like this, this is a whole gallery of um, photos of rock stars from all, from Axl Rose and everyone, you know, all having a photo with Olivia Newton-John. And um, there's a site I, I subscribe to um, slicing up eyeballs uh, that are an alternative music site. And even they, they put up a tribute and said she wasn't an alternative artist, but damn, she was good. And yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it's just, it's just the music. It's it like Greece has this incredible legacy. And when we, we talk about this in the podcast a lot, Chris, and that it's what, why we do this is because music does bring people together. Yeah. You know, Sport is the same sort of thing. Music and sport kind of bring people together in that you can go to an event and get anywhere from a couple hundred to many thousands to an event to all be unified by one thing. And I think that's the thing about when an artist like Olivia Newton-John dies, she was very ill. Like she fought, she, she survived cancer for 30 years. She didn't like to say she fought it. She liked to say she, she survived or thrived in it for 30 years. That's a long time. Um, mm. my dad did it for 20, which I, you know, I still think is pretty incredible, but she did it for 30 years. Um, she was 73. She could have, you know, it's, you know, she, she wasn't young, but it still seemed to affect people very deeply. And plus in a week where Judith Durham from the Seekers died yeah. and before that Archie Roach, the great Archie Roach died, you know, it's like one of those weeks in Australia when it's like what well, we lost Steve Irwin and then Peter Brock. It's like, Oh God, what else is going to happen? You know what I mean? It's like, mm. You know, you, you lose two big, two, three big titans like that in the Australian industry. And the fact that she was so Australian and she took Australia to the world. Yeah, she in, did. In a didn't big she? Way. Everyone knew her and everyone knew Australia because of her. It's like a bit like what Paul mm. Hogan did back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of her, her and Paul Hogan kind of blazed this trail, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah very sad. Right. I know. Um, I wasn't a big fan. I like Greece, obviously, but I always like Greece too better. Oh, you'll you'll be. Oh, really? My wife is going to love you. She thinks Grease Two is just the best movie ever, and she's yeah. got my kids liking that movie. So you like Grease Two as well? Out of those two, for sure, I like Grease Two better. I actually think um, it didn't didn't uh, it helped a little bit that Michelle Pfeiffer was in it, and um, I think Michelle Pfeiffer was is stunning. Mind you, Olivia <laughs> Newton John was on a lot of posters on walls when I was a kid, and she, a lot of guys I knew had pictures was. of her on the wall. <laughs> She did, um, yeah. I think, I think both, mate. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I think I've always liked the music and everything a little bit better in Greece too. Um, but yeah, no, really sad day for Australia um, and mm. for her family, and condolences to them all mm, um, for living exactly. in John. You don't hear yeah, yeah. people fighting or surviving cancer for thirty years very often. So good on them. 
good on her and the, the, the lives I think she's touched from the people who stayed at the centre because she often visited. Yeah. And as I said, people I know who have met her and it's just seemed like a lot of people I know posted photographs having met her. Yeah. And their response, you know, it was just wonderful, wonderful things to hear and see. You know, it was like, I think people must have felt like, I remember when Robin Williams died, someone said to me, um, it felt like a, we, I've lost a member of the family and I don't know why. Mm. And I think some people may have really felt that with Olivia Newton-John. They feel like they lost a member of their family, someone who they shared their life with. And yeah. there's not many artists you can say can do that. You know, some artists die and you go, well, you know, but some people just feel that they shared, there was something about Olivia Newton-John that they shared. So, you know, Valet, yeah. Olivia Newton-John. And uh, yes, you, your legacy will live on. You are what we call an Australian icon. You you yes. really are. You she really was are, probably yeah. like our princess die. Oh, I'd say that too, Chris. I yeah. would say that too. Universally loved. Yep. Yeah. Mm, yep. Um, yeah. In other news, and you watched this the other day, you actually told me about it. I didn't know about it, but um, the Aussie Osborne closing ceremony of the um, Commonwealth Games he played. And I was just <laughs> like, what? I, I thought you were kidding at first when you told me that Aussie played the closing games with Tony, Tony Iommi, which blew me away to think that they would actually get him to do it. But I did go listen to it. What did you think of the uh, performance? I thought, well, first of all, I thought um, Birmingham, the opening and the closing ceremonies of the Birmingham Games were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really, I saw Duran Duran performed at the um, opening ceremony and because they were from Birmingham too. Yep. And I thought to myself, oh, what if they'll ever get Black Sabbath? You know, like, I mean, they're the biggest thing to ever come out of Birmingham is Black Sabbath. And then the closing ceremony was very much a party, much better than the one we had here at the Gold Coast, which was appalling. This It was more of a party, and they had Dexy's Midnight Runners doing Come On Eileen. They had musical youth as adults doing Pass the Duchy. Um, a few other artists, uh, Apache Indian doing Boom Shakalak, which is a track I really like and enjoy. And I thought, oh, they're not going to get Aussie. They're not going to get Black Sabbath. It's just like, you know, they probably did the whole... Uh, and I was a bit like, oh, Black Sabbath are not going to do it. And I went off and did something. So they came back, and sure enough, there's Aussie on my screen with Tony Iommi. And I turned the volume up, and I stood up at my workplace, jumping around, going, yes, <laughs> yes. So I was right into it, Chris. That's why I was like, Aussie's yeah, yeah. on the Commonwealth Games closing ceremony. And I personally thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I really did. I personally thought he, first of all, Aussie has a particular performing style and he was smiling and doing that clap that he does. And I thought Aussie, first of all, looks like he is enjoying himself. And secondly, you can't put thing of cancer survivors. You cannot put Tony Iommi down. No, that guy, an elephant gun couldn't put that guy down. (laughs) Here he is standing there still just blasting out that paranoid left, left hand, left hand paranoid riff yeah you know they had um they didn't no geezer or bill i don't think um tommy clefidos played the drums and i can't remember the name of the bass player and i was a little disappointed no geezer mm. um but you know they don't none of these guys live in birmingham anymore uh but i thought it was wonderful that they were able to you know, the biggest band to ever come out of birmingham was Black Sabbath and and Ozzy Osbourne and they got them to finish the closing ceremony too. It was not like yeah. they played Sabbath and then other things happened. It was Sabbath, well, Ozzy and Tony 
closed it off. Funnily enough, not when you really look at the lyrics to Paranoid, it's not a party song or anything <laughs> like that. Like no, all the other all. songs, real party songs. But here comes the odd bloke, but there's just something about seeing the original guys. I mean, how many you probably did Paranoid in your bands or you mm, played No, we didn't actually, but no, we played think, oh. No More Tears. Um, oh, well, you had to go a bit more complicated. No, sorry, remember, remember, I'm coming home. We played off No More Tears, um, but no, we do yeah, play that. But there's something about hearing Sabbath, and I, I said I was jumping around in the office and going, having a great old time to it. Yeah, and I loved it at the end when Ozzy said Birmingham forever, and I thought that was great. And the, you could see the crowd were into it too. Mm. The crowd just went off to it, so. I, I, congratulations to the to Birmingham, and I, I've said to many people, and probably even to you, looking at the the Platinum Jubilee um, show that was put on, and the opening and the closing ceremony of the Birmingham Games, the English really know how to throw a party. Mm, they really yeah. do. They they throw part. They really know how to throw a big party, and mm. um, you can learn a lot from that. You, you can yeah, really yeah, learn sure. a lot from how the English do it. I would have liked to much see, like, um... but they. Judas Priest come out. They're from there uh, as well. Were they Birmingham or Sheffield? No, Birmingham. Oh, Birmingham. Yeah. Um, I know. Def Leppard was Sheffield. Def Leppard was Sheffield boys. Yeah. yeah, So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're all from that hard, Midlands, tough industrial towns, you know. Coal mining. Yeah, factories, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah. it, it's funny that that's where that particular sound mm. came from, that boom, 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 boom. Those Ooh, guys where all, was Pink Floyd from? With their, oh, London boys. Oh, well, they're, all London bo- they're, they're all London boys. Like right. the Rolling Stones, all London boys. Yeah. So, you know. So <laughs> I did ask you, I don't think you've watched it yet, um, I watched after you told me about the Aussie thing. I watched the clip on YouTube of them singing that song. Well, you and... do some controversy here, Chris. <laughs> I asked you if you thought it's Led Zeppelin, and Ooh. now I love Aussie. I'm not look. I'm um, not lip syncing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Aussie, but I was watching it, going, "Wow, he sounds really amazing." Like his voice was just on par. Perfect. But then yeah, you're at, right there. But then at 53 or 54 seconds, he put his arms up to the crowd and said something to the crowd. Like you can see his mouth moving, but nothing came out of it. So I texted you, go, did you see what I saw? I think he bought a lip sync. Or did they turn him down? You know, um, because later on when he spoke on the just chatted to the crowd, it seemed like the volume was different to what he was singing. So they might have adjusted things. I don't know. I, I just mm. I saw it. You go look at it yourself. It's on YouTube. Go watch it and have a have a thought what you think happened. Um I just I just felt like he sang. You said the other day when we watched um when we talked about his new single. We and actually haven't talked about it on the podcast. We talked Beck. about it off podcast. Oh, do we? Yes, we haven't oh. actually discussed the new song. The Jeff Beck so one then, or the Tony Iommi oh, we discussed, one? Oh, we haven't discussed the Tony Iommi one, no. No, so the Jeff Beck one we discussed 
and mm. we came to the conclusion that he's very auto-tuned. Um, yes, yes, yes. So I thought maybe because of that reason that they used some kind of track for it because he sounded very similar. His voice always sounds like Ozzy, but it didn't miss a beat anywhere. And it wasn't out, it wasn't flat, it wasn't... And I just find it really difficult to think he was singing live. But when I saw that at 54 seconds that the voice didn't match, like went to silence and he was still mouthing something, I thought, okay, something's going on here. What it is, I have no idea. But um, he should be allowed to lip sync. He is Aussie. He's been around longer than everybody on the planet. <laughs> so oh, Okay, here's something. Put a comment. If you watch this, comment on the down below. Tell us, what do you think? Do you think Aussie was lip syncing? I have a... If that's the case, I have um, what I think is a good reason for things like that. When you're putting on a massive event like a closing ceremony, and also when you're putting on something for television. Yeah, um, yeah true, true. Television has to be, it's almost to the second with when you're putting on a television show. Uh, I work in radio, not quite as strict, but you still have to hit your ad breaks and you hit your top of hours and all that sort of stuff. But television is almost to the second. So it's a massive event that you're putting on. Now for something like that to go ahead without one technical problem is a mm. miracle, an utter miracle. Like I, I sit there and I was watching that thinking to myself, the miking and the sound and the cabling going on all through that just to make everything go flow, 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 flow. Especially when you've got multiple bands, multiple sound checks, multiple levels, as we've discussed, you know, Dexy's Midnight Runners are not going to run the same level as Ozzy and Tony. Um, you know, Apache Indian's not going to run. He, he's a solo artist singing along to a, a, um, a track. Wouldn't surprise me that there was a pre-recorded guide track. Now, that track, it didn't sound like the studio version of the song. It no. still sounded like a live version, which makes me think that they may have gone into a studio and recorded Ozzy's vocal live mm -hmm. or the track live to go with, and then they play it because if anything goes wrong on that stage, then you've got four guys standing there playing music with nothing going on yeah. and nothing happening. and. Believe me, if stuff like that happens on any kind of lot, it's it's the, the what I can I know what the conversations would have been like in the control room when something goes wrong. So when it all goes right and smooth, and you got that guide track running along, sure, probably they had Ozzy's mic turned down at the wrong time, and then he went to talk to the crowd, but he was probably still singing because if that guide track stops and they're not playing, do you know what I mean? That's that's how yeah. it kind of works in that sort of environment. So. It's a bit of both. He probably they probably were playing and singing, but I agree with you. Ozzy sounded fantastic compared, and I did think that because I that was what I, I was filled with glee when I was watching it. I really was. I was filled yeah. with glee because you know it's been a long time since they. It's the first time Ozzy's performed since 2019. Wow. He's not getting any younger. We have heard the new out new songs, and we think oh, he's a bit auto tune now because Ozzy probably doesn't sing. So when I stood there and watched him singing i thought wow just to hear him do that again and, and not sound like garbage yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a wonderful thing and the fact that he totally looked like he was enjoying himself he did you know what Absolutely. i mean he, he, he 
He looked like he was absolutely so happy to be there, happy to be a Birmingham boy. You know, yeah, I still feel, I, you know, I, I know there might be a little controversy there, but I, I still feel joy watching that and seeing that. And um, I'm going to give him a pass mark on that. I'm going to give him a pass and mark. And honestly, because... I, don't, I don't care if he did the thing. Like you said, it's a big stage show. It's around the world. Mm. Ozzy's done his dues. He can do whatever he likes. If Britney Spears can do it and she hasn't done half the time as what Ozzy's done, you know, mm. and she does a whole show, one song, he had a great time. He was looking like he was having a blast. So I don't personally mm. care. I just thought, oh, something was going on there. But it's not as controversial as Tool when I said that. <laughs> Maynard, Maynard lip synced. <laughs> but no, it was good. Like I said, you know, having Ozzy, that kind of music being played at that kind of um, uh, event is pretty amazing. And yeah. like you said, also, it's not the right, it's not a party song. So no. the, fact they, the fact they did it, it still blows me did. away. I know. But then you just had to have Sabbath there. You have Duran Duran, yeah. probably the two biggest bands, Duran Duran and. Sabbath, you know, so yeah. look, yeah. he gets a pass mark from me. And look, I'm still buzzing from it, Chris. As mm. you can tell from my reaction, yeah. it still fills me with, I mean, I'll go and watch it again and I might text you back and say, yeah, you're probably a bit right, but I will still love it. Overall, yeah, for me, you know, in, in a day when Olivia Newton-John died and then to have Black Sabbath do that, <laughs> what you call bittersweet, Chris? Yeah. Bittersweet. Well, can you call it Black Sabbath because it's only two of them? Because no, apparently you can't call didn't... them Pantera when they tour. Oh, yes. You wait for the keyboard player be under the stage or behind the stage, okay, Chris? Yeah, yeah. And never wait for that. I, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm I'm got my finger poised on the text button going, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, um, the Pantera, the Pantera reunion is still generating so much news, isn't it, Chris? It is. Just, and it should. It's, it's huge news. I, like I said to you before, would... we should not put that band away in the vault to now listen to it again live. And some bands do play their songs here and there. And like I said, too, Phil and his band play a few songs here and there. Yeah. You've got to bring it back for the younger generation to understand how yeah. lucky we were to be in the 90s and hear it. Look, you know what? Honestly, I thought when I heard it and all that sort of stuff, I thought to myself, you know, you know what? Um, the helicopters are coming in and they're going to land on my house any second now. But... I thought to myself, oh, yeah, this, you know, Pantera reunion, this will, you know, the, the hardcore fans and that'll be it, you know, and it'll just be, oh, yeah. But it's really generated some press and some reaction. Yeah. And um, I'm genuinely surprised. I am pleased because it means mm -hmm. people are talking, like what you like, Chris, people are talking about Pantera again. Yeah. And if you're a fan... That's what you like, you know. And it's been and a long time, so why not, you know? And like I said why before, not? Yeah. too, Black Sabbath have had different people in the band for a long mm. time and still call themselves Black Sabbath. Mm. So why can't Pantera, after 20 years, do the same thing with two still surviving members, you know? And I understand the whole Dimebag and Brother thing and all that with Vinny and stuff, but still, bring it back to uh, Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, for that forever. Just, just, to, just to briefly go on when we talk about names, you know, like, see, I think the name Black Sabbath has been put to rest um, because I think Sharon owns it now. And me. I think there's a deal, you know, that they don't perform under Black Sabbath anymore. So it was obviously as Ozzy and Tony, but it all comes down to who owns the name. And clearly the name of Pantera is still owned by whatever management or company 
that Phil and Rex are still definitely a part of. Um, You know, Motley Crue is completely Nikki Six. He he literally Mm. owns Motley Crue. That's his thing. Um, And I think that's how all these things work because, you know, then you see multiple acts going out there, you know, and that's what they didn't want with Motley Crue. Vince Neil going out there and performing. Vince Neil's Motley Crue. Yeah. You know, Tommy Lee's Motley Crue, which is happening with other bands all around the world. And you you don't want that. You don't want that. No, you don't. No, and Megadeth too, you know, it's all up to Dave. It's all his now. <laughs> it's been mm. his for a very long time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Gene and Paul own Kiss. That's it. They yeah, own Kiss. that's true too. Nothing, think, nothing is done without their say-so. Mm, true, true, true. Mm. Um, have you ever seen um, Sammy Hagar's Rock and Roll Road Trip? Little segments I've on started, YouTube? I've started watching it. It's, it's really very cool. Yeah, um, he released a new one today. It just talks to different musicians for 10, 15 minutes. He goes to their mm-hmm. house. I know you tagged me the other day, I think it was, but I just remembered now that you said, check this one in here out with, um, he went to Tommy Lee's house and then jammed with Tommy Lee and Michael Anthony. Um, yes. But I watched one today, which I thought was really cool because I'm a huge extreme fan. And he went to see Nuno Benicourt at his house and Gary Sharona was there as well. Um, oh. And I just wanted to quickly say that Nuno and has mentioned they have new music coming out soon. So I can't wait. They both said, Gary and he said, it's the, probably the heaviest album they've ever done. So very far away from more than words, <laughs> which everyone knows All this stuff. Of. Yeah, I know. And the album, Porn Graffiti, which came out with more than words on it, that was actually a pretty mm. heavy album, to be honest. So mm. if they're saying themselves to Sammy that this is going to be a heavy album, I can't wait because I think Nuno is one of the best guitar players around and Gary Sharon obviously, is a great singer. I've seen them perform live. They are very, very good. Um, but to hear they've got new music coming out and they're actually still recording a few things at Nuno's house, that's why um, that's why Gary was there doing a few vocal um, things. I just wanted to tell the world that there is some more extreme music coming out very shortly. Exactly the time, I don't know, but yeah, I nearly finished it all up. Yes, because I love them. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll have to watch that because I am enjoying the Sammy Hagar road trip. I'd like it more if he went through their houses a bit, but it literally it's the entrance and then maybe the, the kitchen. they sort of go to a particular room, maybe the kitchen. And then they go to a room and, and talk music or play music together. Yep. Um, I enjoyed the Tommy Lee one when they started play when um, so they want to jam. I don't know if it was rehearsed or not, but Tommy just started playing Rock Candy. Yeah, and yeah, Sammy yeah. just went, "Oh, okay, you're playing that one, are you?" Yeah. <laughs> and I just once again, there's an artist who fills me with some joy, and that's watching Tommy Lee play drums. He is just one of those guys you can't help but watch this guy play drums, and you think, "God, he's good." And He'd be so much fun to just jam with, wouldn't he? Just to hang out with, just, to be honest. But yeah, just he's, to hang out. Well, whenever I watch him play drums, it always reminds me of Animal from the Muppets because he's got such long arms and such yeah. long legs, and he's like this and that. And, yeah, oh, no. he's great. <laughs> and they played that Rock Candy song really well with um, obviously Michael Anthony playing bass. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it was really, really good. So yeah, I love that kind of stuff. And they they sang um, "Won't Get Fooled Again" just with. Um, Gary Sharon and Nuno. Nuno played the guitar, acoustic guitar, and then three of them sang. Um, it was really, really good too um, from The Who. So, 
Yeah, I like watching that show. Um, another one I'll just talk about too quickly, I think you've mentioned it before, is, and I, I love this guy, I, I, the, the more I watch his podcast, the more I love him, is, is Justin Hawkins. Man, that guy oh, cracks me up. He yeah, makes me laugh him. so much. I um, love him. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you have a chance to watch Justin Hawkins and his little intro at the beginning and the end, it's just yeah, phenomenal. He's so good. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and he does the in. <laughs> he's done all that. I love him. But he has he's he great. had a really good take on things, I think. Because he's been there and done it, you know what I mean? So it's a lot different mm. for you and I because we're we're looking out looking at everything from a different perspective. But he's actually been mm. there, done it. He's played with a lot of these guys he talks about. He knows a lot of them too. So it's actually really it's a fun little process. And I, I watched one the other day where he talked about Ghost. Um, and they've released a new song just recently um, off the album they had recently. They put a video clip to it now. And he watched it. And he just, his little, um, he was sitting there just with a towel <laughs> trying to be <laughs> trying to be as white as possible like a ghost like this. I don't know. Oh, he was covered in tattoos. That what, I saw <laughs> I the thumbnail without his shirt on. I thought, what are you doing, Justin? <laughs> yeah, he was just talking about ghosts. And he's sitting there just with a towel on. And I'll tell you right now, he's playing guitar. He's acoustic guitar. And he's talking about the ghost, and he does his little intro, and I'm like, I'm I'm really hoping he's not sitting there naked and keeps the guitar on, but he took it off, and there is the towel. So, but um, he tries to dress up every time as close to the person he's talking about, which I think mm. is really fun too. But he's got such a great attitude towards it, and he can work out things straight away on the guitar and everything for you as well. Yeah, to make him understand yeah. what they're doing. So, yeah, if you have a chance, uh, go watch Justin Hawkins yeah, from The Darkness. Justin he's Hawkins. so funny. Justin Hawkins rides again. He finds he tries to find something positive about everything. So when everyone's bagging stuff, and <laughs> I think it's kind of changed my perspective because you and I have bagged some stuff here, but now I try try not to because I see Justin tries to find the positive yeah. Yeah. in all of it. If we bag out Vince's singing, Justin sits there and goes, he's a rock star. He doesn't care. He does whatever the hell he yeah. wants, you know? He's the ultimate rock star. You yeah. know, Vince Neil does what, you know? So I admire that. Plus, he's also had the, the addictions as well. So he understands... Mm. All from that point of view, he, he and touring, he knows touring. Yeah, it's like he knows. I've lived the life. I'm going to give my perspective on it. You know, yeah. and he made me reappreciate Brian Adams' Reckless album when he went through that. Oh. He said every track on this is a banger, and I went. I remember buying that 1984 when it first came out. And yes, every song on it was a killer. We put him in my mate's car and we drive around and listen to Brian Adams' Reckless. Yeah. No thanks, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want any. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was really good. Have a, have a listen to that fellow. He's so good. Even go back and listen to his albums, The Darkness, because when I first mm. heard it, I wasn't interested in it. I've discussed it before with you. When I first saw Jane's Addiction, the way they looked was enough for me to go, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. Watching The Darkness when I first heard it, I'm like, that, I'm not interested. But then I started listening to some of their songs, and I found it was really funny. The lyrics are actually really, really funny, and he does... Mm. He's such a great guitar player and performer. That's what he's doing, you know? Mm. So to watch his little uh, podcast, go check it out. It's really worth watching if you like a bit of 10 minutes of fun. <laughs> it <good>. is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so cool thing. Oh, cool thing. We're at that time again. So, um, Are we at the cool anything? thing already? Well, you start because I'm going to try and think of a cool thing. So you start. Okay. okay. Um because of what's going on at the moment with Stranger Things and of obviously Kate Bush and Metallica, 
I found on YouTube the other day this guy called Anthony Vincent, and he does this cover with Matt Heffy, who is the lead singer of Trivium. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They get together. This YouTuber gets to do his little piece on his camera, like we're doing, and they get Matt Heffy play guitar and sings a thing, but backing vocals. But they sing Master Puppets over Running Up That Hill. <laughs> so, of course it had to happen. Of course it had to happen. I watched it, and it's so good. It really is, actually, really, really yeah. good. So check it out. It's just a bit of fun, you know, and just it's got a mm. bit of um, Matt Heppy's a great singer, and great guitar player, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Anthony does a lot of um, YouTube covers. So to be able to be well-known enough to grab a guitar player and a, from a famous band, it's doing pretty well. But, yeah, running up the hill but have Master Puppets over it, it's actually really good. So check that out, Anthony Vincent. And, um, yeah, and yours. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, look, the, only, the, look, the best thing I can find is I, I, I bought a new TV the other day. It's a 4K Samsung, and I love it. Movies look amazing on it um 4k i've been a i've been a, a a um convert to 4k i see the roger waters stuff is is on 4k as well i can download stuff on itunes in that um it, i mean there's blu-ray and 4k and i'm just absolutely i just sit there and watch um when they produce sport in 4k and all that i'm like ah uh, if, if i could love something as much <laughs> yeah. as this tv i would i i'm just a convert and look it's not something I could share with anybody. I'm unfortunate. It's not something. But if you've got a 4K television at home, you know what I'm talking about. And there's nothing like it, is there? There's, yeah, yeah. there's nothing like The next thing you know, you'll just have to actually, it has to encompass me. I reckon that's the next venture in films or something. Like in Ready <laughs> Player One, you can actually put yourself in your favorite movie. I reckon that'll yeah. happen. Don't know if it'll happen in a lifetime, Chris, but why not? You know, you yeah. sit there and your favorite movie is The Blues Brothers. And you can put yourself in it. So you're actually on the adventure with Jake and Elwood and you're mm. saying lines from the movie and everything like that. I, you know, I'd be in apocalypse now going, I'm in the jungle and I don't want to be here like everybody <laughs> else. That could be yeah. the next thing, but you know, that, that's, that's my cool thing. Sorry. I can't share it, but you know what? Look up some reviews on YouTube. That's because that's what I do. I just look up reviews mm. of tech on YouTube now. <laughs> um, such a nerd. Before we go, I've got one quick thing for the audience. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit of a um, something for them to kind of like feedback to us and give us an idea of what they think. Um, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about the big four for a while. Obviously, you have Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and um, Anthrax. Mm-hmm. Um, I want audience participation. I want you guys to comment below in what you think or who you think could be the next four. So you've got those four, and then you've got another four. Now, I'm going to put out there, say, Testament and Exodus. But who do you think could be the next two or add to that next four of the big eight, if there was an eight? I mean, now, what's your parameters? Uh, does it have to be thrash? Um, it would have to be thrash, basically, or because it is a, the big four is based off thrash. You know what okay. I mean? They brought the whole style of music. Can they um, be new? Can they be new artists? Yes, because that's what I think. We 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 need okay, new artists. So new artists, old Exodus artists, whatever it is. I still think Testament should be there in Exodus. But if you can give me a reason why you think someone else should knock them off, that's fine too. Um, 
But yeah, I just want to try and fill it up to eight and see what we can get. Those top four are done. Next two, maybe those two I mentioned. Two more, or give me some points of view about other bands that I might not even listen to much who you think have brought thrash to the world in that sense from, yeah, and put it on the map, I guess. Put it on the map. Just to give a audience a bit of um, something to do and watch and think about, and we'll talk about it then in the track. And while you're at it, audience, for Chris, make sure you just also add just a little addendum to it and just put the, the most pop thing you can think of in there as well because he does love his pop music, especially boy bands and girl groups. He loves them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, the, I'm not the one who brought Take That and Spice Girls. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. And actually, before I came online, I read a quick article, not even a whole article, I just saw the headline. Um, Demi Lovato yeah. has now just said that she's not going to ever sing pop music again, record pop music again. I'm like, that's what you do. But apparently this new song with um, Nita playing the other day on Jimmy Kimmel was in pop, was actually heavy, or hard rock. So I would I like call to see it pop punk. Let's see how that goes down the track, eh? Anyway, um, I think you know what? I think she's doing what Avril Lavigne did 20 years ago, and I can't believe Avril Lavigne came out 20 years ago. No, no, it doesn't change, it hasn't changed her look at all. Still looks the same same age. (laughs) I know she does. Anyway, that's it for us. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, like and subscribe, tell your friends. Thank you very much, everybody. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. We're here. We're back. Perfect. Thank you. See you later, Dan. See you, people. See you later, Chris. Bye, everyone.